0: Welcome to the Roxborough Church podcast. For more resources and information, visit
1: roxboroughchurch.org. We hope you are blessed by this week's message.
0: God, we we celebrate with you the joys that we're. Experiencing here in the life of the church, we celebrate God the the good news that we've heard. We celebrate uh, the gift of 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 birthdays, and we celebrate the gift of 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 families that are growing. And we we even celebrate God the ways in which you are allowing us to 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 lend our very own Doug and Molly to another nation, Uh, God and but but God we. We come before you also, Lord, with things that are pressed upon our hearts, Lord, and we hold Jerry before you. God, we believe in healing for him, God. We ask, God, that you would indeed make, uh, that you would take away any clots, any, any blood clots or any concerns around those. God, that the rehab would go well. God, that the, the hours of rehabilitation he's going through would, be, uh, w- w- would end with great results, Father. God, we miss seeing them in worship, and so, God, we long for the day in which we'll be back together again like this, but from now till then, might might Jerry and Mary both know they are loved and supported by the church, and church, might we continue to pray for them as we are right now. But God, as we gather together here in your house, Lord, we, we've come together to worship you. And one of the ways that we worship you, God, is by, is by learning and, and being encouraged in the heart and, and, and giving space for your spirit to bring conviction in our lives. And so, Lord God, this morning, right now, in the midst of this, would you speak through Pastor Charlie? Would you give him a word that he would be able to clearly proclaim God, would you give him an ability to connect the last two weeks of messages to today and to prepare us for the way in which the plane might land next week as we we bring home that series of community in the church? God, more than anything, might we just know that you're as present in the preached word as as you were in receiving our heart's posture of worship. So we honor you as we sit, as we listen, as we, as we lean forward and lean in, and as we listen for what you might be saying to each of us. In the name of Jesus, we pray over Pastor Charlie. Amen. Amen.
1: Praise the Lord, everybody. The Lord. I mean, Let me get one more big one. Praise the Lord, everybody.
0: Praise
1: the Lord. You all hear me? Yes, They say I tend to talk low when I, when I preach. Um, and I do. I, I admit that. And I'm going to try to keep my voice out loud. Amen? amen? OK, you guys pray for me while we're up here. Amen, amen, amen. So it's, been a, it's been a great week. We had a, we had a great service at uh, Whistahickon last night. Praise <laughs> God for that. And, um, and so we we kind of fired up. I'm excited today to be here. And to uh, share in the Word of God with you, uh, continuing the series, the Christian life is lived through community. This is part three, and um, just wanna uh, let's go right in there. I usually sing a song today. Um, honestly, no, nope, because uh, Scott Scott did a birthday. That was it. I can't top that. I'm, i just going to leave that right there. <laughs> Amen. So um, just uh, real quick, uh, there's, a, there's a phrase that is often used. It says, birds of a feather flock together. How many heard that before? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it, and the, the meaning behind that is uh, those of similar tastes seem to congregate in groups. And um, when you think about uh, a bird, okay, when you think about a bird, you think about their wings, and you think about feathers. I want you to look at yourself as a feather. When a bird's wings are folded in, they are in line together, right? And if they're not in line together, when they stretch out to fly, something might go wrong and they stretch out. And so when the wings are folded in, they're in line together, but they're waiting patiently for the opportunity to fly. Birds just not going to fly into just anything. If you ever notice a bird, even when you scare a bird, you walk up on a bird, a bird is like, then they take off. Perfect place, but they wait patiently. And if they're drinking water, they will sit there and they tap and they'll suck on the water and they'll go over here and they'll grab your bread that you're not supposed to feed them bread because it blows up in their stomach but birds tend to eat worms they get up early and then they fly but they wait patiently and the Bible says those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up wings like an eagle they shall run and not be weary they shall walk and not faint. Believers, if we don't fold in and line up perfectly, when it's time to stretch out to reach the world, how can we soar above not only our circumstances, but how can we help navigate someone else through theirs? We have to fold in. We have to line up. We have to come together. We have to be in place, be Present. Lean in, as Pastor Ray always say. Lean in. If you have your Bibles, so with that in mind, if you have your Bibles open or with you, turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 7. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 7. And today we're going to talk about common practice. That's part three of the series, Common Practices. If you have your Bibles, if, you, if you're there, say amen. 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 And it reads, For God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. Therefore, anyone who rejects this instructions does not reject a human being, but God. The very God who gives us his Holy Spirit. Now, about your love for one another, we do not need to write to you, for you yourself have been taught by God to love each other. And in fact, you do love all of God's family throughout Macedonia. Yet we urge you, brothers and sisters, to do so more and more, and to make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. You should mind your own business and work with your hands, just as we told you, so that your daily life may win the respect outside, that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders, and so that you will not be dependent on anybody. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word. We ask that you will send it out to reach the hearts and the minds of the people of God. We ask that you will stir up the gift, use it for your glory. Don't let the word return back to you, empty or void, but do that which you set out to do. In Christ's name we pray. Let the church say amen. 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 Common practices, something that is done a lot and is considered normal. So we come to a common place to practice our walk in Christ. So when we fold in as feathers in the wing, we come together, we line up properly, we get all the nourishment, all the encouragement, all the strength, and because iron sharpens iron, we come together in this house, in this place, before we stretch out to the world with the gospel. But we have to fold in properly, right? Amen. I look at uh, Macedonia's church because uh, there's something about their structure. Macedonia's church was known for their generosity and building their church community well. They were strong in their fellowship in which they held a common practice or they shared the same interests or lifestyle. In the Christian circle that has formed a close family union, a common faith that believers have become members of the church and the body of Christ. And we are built in to be a close union responsible to carry out the gospel, to learn of the gospel, to carry out the gospel. But however, it wasn't just their tremendous or their generosity that caught my eye for Macedonia Church. It was their fellowship. It was the way they gathered together, the way they became family, the way they would work together so they can carry out the mission of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I love the way they came together. They gave all that they had. They would divide up what they had. They would give up what they had so that they can help build the gospel of Jesus Christ and carry out the message. I love the way they gather like that. That's an awesome church, right? Amen? You with me? When we was growing up, my parents would always have us sit at the table together. It, we, you know, it, It's kind of like it's going out of style in some houses. Because right now, even in my house, I grab my plate and I'll go downstairs and watch TV. Except times my wife will put my plate on the table. And so I know what that means. I can't go watch TV. I got, I got, I got to sit at the table. That's my time out. Yeah. So sitting at the family table, this is where the intimate conversations came. This is where the instructions came. Before we would uh, eat, we would always have to say a scripture. I was a PK preacher's kid so my dad would 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 have us not only would we pray and say our blessings but we would go around the table and everybody would have a scripture in their heart that they would have to say my mom would start it off she would say her scripture my dad would say his scripture my brother who was the oldest had to show off and say a long scripture when it was my turn I said my scripture Jesus wept let's eat And when my brother would get on my nerves or he did something that I didn't like, I would say, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. (laughs) And so my mom would always give me that look and say, I'm going to have to spend more time with you. (laughs) That's true. But we were giving instructions at the table. We were learning God's word at the table. We were learning how to navigate through life, given the instructions of our parents. I said, Mom, why do we always have to sit at the table and say scriptures? She said, because one day you're going to have to get up and say a scripture, and you need to know what you're talking about. <coughs> well, why we do you always got me setting the table? That's because one day you're going to have to set the table. Mom, why do we always have to sit together? One day, you're going to have to gather people and you're going to have to tell them and teach them how to come together, sit at the table. Because one day, the table is going to be so long that you want to know how to operate at the table. You want to know how to eat properly. You want to know how to sit up properly. You want to know what to use for what. And I still don't know what fork to use for the salad. And I don't know that. All I know is that there's a fork, you get the fork, and then you don't even want to pick up the other fork, you wipe the other fork off. But if I'm sitting in high places, am I, if I'm expected to go to a higher place, if I'm expected to sit at, at a prestige table, then I need to know properly how to conduct myself at the table. How can I go to a big place if I can't accept a small place? How can I be an instrument used by God if I don't lean in to learn more of God? How can I get past situations and hurts that I'm going through if I don't study the word of God? How how am I supposed to receive if I don't give? How? By being a feather in the wing and folding in. By sitting up properly at the table. By giving more than the scripture that says Jesus wept. He did much more than wept. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but shall have everlasting life. For the word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my pathway. How can a young man keep his way pure by living according to the word of God? I can go on and on and on because it started at the table. This is the table. This is where we learn. This is where we lean in. This is where we grow our common interests. And this is where we practice to improve, to be perfect. Macedonia's Church, moreover, brethren, in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, the, the chapter talks about Macedonia Church and their giving and how they came together. The first part of that says, Moreover, brethren, we make known to you the grace of God that is bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. First, they gave even when they were in conditions that the Bible called a great trial of infliction. I knew I was going to mess that up. We are encouraged by their examples, for it shows us, that it is still possible to remain steadfast, unmovable, and unshakable, even when trials and tribulations come upon our lives. As a child of God, we can continue to give to the Lord, lift up the Lord, even when we're facing trials and tribulations. We draw our strength from the Lord, that in the great trials of of affliction, The abundance of their joy was deeper than their poverty. The abundance of their joy for the Lord was deeper than their pain. Their joy for the Lord was deeper than their hurt. Their joy for the Lord was deeper than their bitterness. Their joy for the Lord was their strength. And so even going through trials and tribulations, their heart was towards God. They didn't complain to God about their their problems and their situations, but they looked to God because they said, listen, you are still the joy of my salvation. You are still the greatest thing that ever happened to me. You are the best part of my life. And even if I can't, even if it's not there for me, you are still God, that sits on the throne, that looked towards me. And James said it best. He said, count it all joy, brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith pre- produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work, that you may mature and be complete, lacking nothing. So, even if I don't have, I still got Jesus. And that is all that I need. I might not be able to cook steak. I might have to eat chicken. Or I might have to go past the Ray House and eat. But he said, He'll never leave me nor forsake me. Never seen the righteous forsaken or a seed begging for bread. Because he is always with us. And that's why it is our duty to be present in him. Because he is always present with us. We're lacking nothing. We're lacking nothing. You want to know why? Because we have Jesus. And because we have Jesus, we have all that we need. But how will we know if we don't, if somebody don't tell us? or if we don't learn it, or if we don't gather together and and, and line up to understand that Christ is speaking to us, he's there for us. We come come to church, we run to church because we have issues, we have problems. I got a big secret to tell you. You're sitting next to somebody that God is working on. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Don't look at them. Don't nudge them. They got an issue. God is working on their issue. But what we do, we gather ourselves with one another. Iron sharp as iron, we encourage one another. The strong bear the infirmary of the weak. We don't downplay. We up great. When we step in here, we, I come to the altar. And I pray before service starts. Sometime I wish somebody would come and kneel with me. Because some of the issues that i be praying for, I need strength. Some of the problems that I'm going through, I need a prayer partner. But you leave me up here praying by myself sometimes. <laughs> Don't leave me up here praying by myself. Join in with me. So while you're praying for me, I could be praying for you. Last week, I told Scott. Scott was up there. He was, just, he was just going. He was in his own world. He was just praising the Lord. He was just playing. And I was up there, and I was praying, and... I just heard him singing, and what I was great to ask God for, I just, just left my mind, and I began to worship God. I began to praise him, because Scott was up here praising him, and I just like locked in on his worship, and we was worshiping together, and I just felt like at that moment, one could put away two, ten, a thousand, but two can put away ten thousand. But it it wasn't about what I needed at the time. It was about who I served. It was about lifting up the name of Jesus. It was about the worship. I I forgot about about what I was probably going to complain to the Lord about. Mm -hmm. And I just went into worship and said, Lord, I put you above my situation. Mm -hmm. I put you above my circumstance. Mm -hmm. For I bear witness that according to their ability, The church of Macedonia, yes, they they didn't have much to give, some of them. Despite their economic situations or status of deep poverty, they were given and they were present. They were present. They didn't say, I'm not going to go because I'm mad at God because he didn't do what I asked him to do. They didn't. They didn't not show up because they were, they were. They were. They were. They were. They were upset about their community issues, and nobody's doing nothing. Or they needed to watch, to make sure that the neighbor don't tip over their trash can when they pull out no more, or they, or somebody's going to take their parking spot, so this is the day that everybody come over and take them, all the parking spots, and in Maniunk and in Roxborough, you know it's hard to get a, a parking spot, and so you don't want to move your car, so are you coming to get me today for church, because I don't want to lose my parking spot, no I'm not coming, well you tell them, I said, um, I'll see them next week, no, they came because they wanted to serve the Lord, they wanted to grow in his grace, they wanted to grow in his message. They wanted to grow and be strengthened. They had a common practice, and that was to gather together and praise God, lift him up, serve him to carry out the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gathering together was much urgent to them. They would receive the gift of the fellowship. It's like, you know, it's like being alone all week, and then you come to a church that is just loving and people just hugging on you and just good to see you. We, oh, it's just good to see you. Doesn't it feel good when somebody hug you and say it's good to see you? They minister. That ministers to one another. When you tell, when you hug somebody or when you see somebody and you greet them with a smile and you go and you, it makes them feel good. They're like, oh, I feel love up in here. It makes you want to be around them more because birds of a feather, we flock together. We love Jesus, we love each other, and we come together to worship. We come together to lift up the name of Jesus. It's not just because it's hospitality and we eat at the end of it, it's because we get fed spiritually. It's because we are growing. It's because we're understanding that all that we went through, all the pain, the suffering, it meant something. It got us to a place in God. A place that I never thought I would be on high. A place where I can soar over my own problems and issues. A place that I can overcome the world. A place that I feel victorious. A place in God that is strong. And the Bible says, and let us consider may spare one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, gathering together and worshiping together as some are in the habit of doing so, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching, it's like you see that Sunday coming. You see that Sunday morning. It's like weeping in the nighttime, and struggling in the nighttime, but you know that joy comes in the morning. It's like weeping only indoors for a night, but joy comes in the morning. I know that my son, sometimes he get a little scared of the dark. I said, well, turn the light on. So he sleeps with all the lights on, (laughs) all the lights, even in the hallway. He just sleeps. And now I got to keep my door open so he'll know if he need to run directly in. He can run directly in. But the thing about it is he said, look, I don't know what's going on out here, but I need to see what's going on. You need to come see. Don't stay in the dark spots. Don't stay in the dark places. Don't let the enemy cloud your mind. Look for the daylight. Look for the sun to shine. Look for Jesus to come. Look for the presence of the Lord. And don't just be in the presence of the Lord. Get." when you come into the house of the Lord. It's not just about being present. It's about the gift that you come bearing. All of you are in the house of the Lord because he hand chose you by himself. A perfect God chose an imperfect being to worship him. That means you are a gift to the body of Christ. You are gifted to do something here. And how would you know if you don't gather yourself with like-minded people? so that you can learn how to operate in your gift. It's like like, uh, I wasn't into small groups. I I come from like a a big church, and and Pastor Ray kept talking about these small groups. I was like, okay, it sounds cute. (laughs) A small group. And then he invited us to a small group, and I said, you know, I, I, I... I want to get there. I'm going to get there. And I go to the small group. And I met an intimate conversation with Doug and Molly. Now when I come to church, I look for Doug and Molly. We built a relationship. I love Doug. I'm going to probably be the first one to cry. Too
0: late. Too
1: late. <laughs> you see what Doug and Molly done did? They done came here they messed us all up. now they're going. But the relationships I built in the small groups. I met Rachel in the small group. in the small group, Melvin in the small group. In the small group, we built relationships. And then I realized, wait a minute. I think I built a relationship with just about everybody in here. Hey, Pam. Joe and I eat breakfast. These are small groups. What it is, is relationship. That's why he wants us to fold in, build relationships, learn of him. They have a small group for married couples. I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm a married couple. They have small groups for young adults. I I came last night, and they was upstairs (laughs) meeting, and I walked in there, and I said, I guess I don't belong here no more. (laughs) What's up? But they was having fun. They was playing games. I hope the married folk play games, too. But the small groups... Is where we build relationships. It's where we learn how to sit at the table right. So when we come corporately into worship, we can bring our small group into our big congregation and just love on each other the same way we do in our small group. Our common practice is our worship, our praying, building our faith, studying the word of God, Operating together in our gifts, giving of our time and our money, living a holy, respectable lifestyle, family-orientated ambition to help lead the way. But we have to build that. Some of the spiritual practices. Worship. The Bible says, come let us sing for the joy of the Lord. Let us shout out loud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving. Let us exalt him with the music and the song. For the Lord is a great God, the King, the great King above all gods. And when I was praying, weak and weary, it was the song of praise that lifted me from our praise and worship leader. Imagine that. I don't know what he did for you, but he lifted up me. And if he can lift up me and make me forget what I was about to go to God for and begin to just magnify his holy name, then he can do the same for you. But you got to lean in. Sometimes you, I know the words that were on the screen, but sometimes you just got to close your eyes and you got to just, Lord, take me away. Take me in your worship. Build me. Strengthen me. Open up your mouth and give him some praise. Prayer life, praying together, not leaving one by himself on the steps, but coming and joining hands together and pray for one another. Talk to God together, join together, come together in prayer. Like just come together Thursday nights, and I, I haven't been here because Mr. Hicken was a little busy. But then we start in the prayer group down at Mr. Hicken. But it's that prayer. I came in, I was sick and yesterday, and one of the ladies that, um, that often had me running all around the building, doing things and stuff, she said, Pastor Charlie. I said, oh, here we go. Brace yourself. She said, I just want to pray for you. She said, I appreciate you, and I want to pray for you. Y'all know I wanted to cry. (laughs) I held it in. And I took the prayer. But she didn't ask me for anything. She just strengthened me. She kind of knew that I was a little drained because of all the requests probably early in the week. But she poured back into me. Right back. If sometimes We keep that glass half full, and we need to put a different flavor in there. It's almost like when the ice melt and the juice that you had in there don't have that flavor anymore and just want to pour it out and get new juice. That's what God is saying to you. I want to pour new wine in you. I want to pour new new juice in you. I want to uplift you, but sometimes you got to take that old stuff and you got to just pour it out so that I can refresh you. I hope y'all really got that. Bible study. We need to come to Bible study. There's one table that's set up for Bible study. It needs to be two or three. The room, we need to outgrow it for Bible study. Why? Because the word of God is alive and is active. It's sharper than the two-edged sword. It penetrates. It even divides soul from spirit. Joint for man. It judges the thoughts, the attitude, and of the heart. It deals with your issue when you get deep into the Word of God. It helps you to navigate through things, it helps to rightly divide things. In 2 Timothy, it says, Be diligent and present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, but rightly divided in the Word of truth. Bible study. Be present. Bring gifts to the house. Spiritual gifts. Use them. Some of us, we, listen, when, when Scott went on um, a little vacation, I, I mean, Scott, right? Scott went on vacation. I didn't know we had that many musicians that was here. Doug came up, walking through the halls, playing his guitar. Luke playing his guitar. There's so many gifts in the house. Why do we leave it always to Scott? We all have some type of gift. Please bring your gifts to the storehouse. Bring your gifts to the temple of God. He's the one who gave you the gift in the first place. Bring it back. Worship them. Use your gifts. Faith. How can we build our faith if we're not here? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We need the word of God. We We need the prayers of the people. We need the fellowship. The Bible says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy." to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is a true and proper worship. Do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewance of your minds, that you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will is for you to gather yourselves together, Be fruitful and multiply. Be fruitful and multiply. This is our common practice. Nobody is perfect in doing it, but we're going to practice because he that started the good work shall finish it till the day of judgment. This is practice. Know how to praise before you get there. Know how to walk with him before you see him. Know him so that he will say, oh, yeah, I do know you. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Stand with me. The Bible says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, fervent, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Gentleness, self-control. Against such these things, there is no law. There is no law. There is no law that says we can't love each other. There is no law that says we can't forgive. There is no law that says we can't get over hurt and pain together. There is no law that says that we can't stand and join and worship together. There is no law that says we can't love God. And there is no law that says, I can't love you. With every head bowed, every eyes closed. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I thank you, Lord, for your word. Lord, I ask that your word would operate in our hearts and our minds. That we will practice and we will, we will consider you before anything else. That is not too much for us to come and be present and bring our gifts back to you. It's not too much for us to give to you because you are more than enough. You have healed our hurts. You have healed our pains. You have loved us in a way that no one could ever love us. You have forgiven us of our sins. And Lord, now help us to be strong enough to forgive others for what they have said or may have done to us, but that we don't mind joining together, loving on each other, in spite of our differences. Because you, Lord, have gathered us together to love us. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to our weekly podcast. We pray it was life-giving. To find out more about us, visit our website at
0: rocksboroughchurch.org and join us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m.